This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast, where we talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido of Fresno, and with me is Joshua Tiki, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno, and Maya Solano McDaniel, shodan and student at Aikido of Fresno. All right. Hey, we did that good. Yeah. Uh, once in a blue moon. Once in a blue moon. They say. Um, I, I just because it's sitting in front of me right here. Yeah. Big shout out to uh, Todd Holsey and the Dirt Wasp podcast. Todd sent us a bottle of Lukenbach Road whiskey, which I'm very excited to drink. But it's unfortunately Saturday morning, right? A little earlier than I mean, the drinking time begins. Ten a.m. Um, we could start. We, we could start. We've talked about it actually, but but it's Saturday morning <laughs> early. You got, you got a lot of shit to do today. But yeah. <laughs> um, so so we will be drinking this on the podcast sometime soon, just right. not this morning. Yeah. And we'll let you know all about it. Yeah. Appreciate that. Jack. Yes, we do appreciate it very much. Uh, and we'll be drinking with Waylon and Willie and the boys. Waylon, yeah. Waylon and Willie. Yeah. So, uh, let's recap sort of the season so far. Mm-hmm. And then we'll jump in. Last uh, week uh, on. Last week on Aikido Discuss. So, this for the season we sort of are talking about a sort of trinity of things that we can use to um, begin to talk about or evaluate martial arts systems um, and sort of laying those out and how they work how they interact and now we're to the point in the podcast where we get season, to talk about where aikido. we get to talk about aikido where we actually get to plug it in and see how it all works yeah. So, uh, and we're going to do, uh, the, over the next three episodes, we'll talk about Aikido and specifically each of these three parts right. of the Trinity as right. they relate. So. Yeah. So if you want to know about actors, um, just generically what, what that kind of concept is, then that's the second episode. If you want to know about, um, systems, that's the, uh, third episode. And if you want to know about context, that's the fourth episode. Now in the fifth episode, we're going to talk about Aikido and actors. Yeah. yeah. To slip us into the actors discussion, this doesn't into the mode. This doesn't exactly relate to Aikido directly, but um I thought this was kind of cute. Um uh I I'm in this women's grappling group I've mentioned it a million times uh on Facebook. And it's really fun to see what kinds of things people are interested in and what they post about. Um, and so a lot of them are like, you know, requests for advice and stuff. But a lot of the posts in this group are people buying and selling geese and talking about things to wear. <laughs> and uh, this one post, it wasn't it wasn't very unique at all, but I just wanted to show you guys the picture. It's someone's closet and they're selling a bunch of geese. And like, just look at all of these geese. <laughs> like all colors um a lot of them it's like you know maybe like a like a twin size closet full of hung up geese and gee pants uh tops and bottoms and um all different sizes all are all different sorry styles and colors and stuff and i was i was looking at that and going like oh man this is a I don't know a exactly. Kind of, yeah. This is the kind of person, it's an aesthetic. right? Yeah. And like this to me falls under one of our actors. It's gotta because like there's a whole group of people there's probably a gear, like gear, gear yeah. people. You get a lot of this in like mu- music, yeah. Uh, yeah. like you know, there's people who like they have a bazillion guitars or a billion yeah. amps or yeah. a billion, yeah. and half the motivation like, is just to get to wear it, a new gear right, to class, right? Yeah. Just to have a new. The yeah, new I thing. mean, I also want to you know like because it's easy to go like oh women and so of course they're into clothes, but it's like no, no yeah, the dudes yeah, no, have. Right, I've right, I've right, seen yeah, guys right, a million right, times. Right, right, it's like I've never seen you in the same rash guard twice. Like what the <laughs> yeah, fuck? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What would that fall under? Would that be? 
I mean, I guess it's actory because, uh-huh. it, or sorry, artisty because yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's about the, the aesthetic. The and aesthetic. I think yeah. I think a lot of people now, particularly, it's getting popular to do stuff like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu or mixed martial arts for the aesthetic. Right. And yeah. like the they don't, they don't really cool. want to go do yeah. hard stuff. They just want to kind of walk around in the cool looking clothes and hang around some beefy sweaty dudes and be like yeah i'm I'm one of these dudes (laughs) yeah now that we've gotten away i think as a culture from just the white gi like there are lots of really or cooler looking gis than there were and so like like so smart in a way of uh capitalism to do yeah yeah um to sort of take this thing and and you know how make it about something other than what it's actually about yeah so yeah Let's, the color uh, of that gi was what right. was holding me back. I, yeah. yeah, they got tie dye, they got everything. <laughs> um, so on the top here, let's kind of lay out the the actor thing again, so we right. so we have a sort of baseline before we jump into um, how that relates to Aikido. Yeah. So the basic idea is just that um, when you're trying to understand what's going on with martial arts and conflict and learning these things. Um, that there are certain kinds of people in these things. And I think there's basically six kinds of people. And, of course, all of these could commingle. And, and you know, yeah. maybe maybe there's people out there who are all six. Um, I don't know if I am. No, I'm not. But, um, but, you know, like there are people who maybe have a lot of interest in the different ways. But there's basically six ways. And three of them, I believe, are externally motivated. And three of them are internally motivated. And the externally motivated ones are about doing stuff that has to get done, right? So these are enforcers like police, correction officers, things like that, people who have to make sure something is enforced. Then you have uh, destroyers. Those are people who destroy stuff. These are like soldiers generally, like people who have to go break stuff and and kill people. Like that's what they do. And then there are um, uh, protectors, and protectors are their jobs to protect. And that could be someone else, like a bodyguard or, you know, something like that. But it could also be protecting yourself. So I have to protect myself from the outside world. So those three are externally motivated, meaning there's something going on outside that they have to solve so they can do what they actually care about in life. Then there's the internal motivations. And the martial art is what they actually care about in life. So they're fulfilling that life need stuff by doing the martial art. Um, And those people are artists. They care about the aesthetics and how things look and how things come across and feel. There are the... uh, blanking right scholars. now. The scholars. Scholars are the ones who like to think about things, right? So how does that actually work? How would that play out? So they intellectually engage in what's happening in the martial arts. And there are the... Competitors. Competitors, yeah, sorry. Uh, there's the competitors. And the competitors are the ones who want to go forth and achieve stuff. And so it's like, oh, by winning this award or getting this belt or whatever, I'm achieving something and, and I'm, I'm competing to get that. And so, like, that's what they want. So, so when you're trying to understand and what's going on in martial arts, a particular system or overall or how people look at things, interpret things, you have to understand that there are these big lenses that people look at things through. And while people might have several different lenses that they look through, there's always going to be one that's their major lens, you know? And like, you know, if you're looking at someone who's a career soldier, they might be into the history of martial arts and they might be into like cool geese like we were talking about or something. But they're still going to see everything first and foremost through the lens of a destroyer. Right, and it's right. like, well, how would I actually kill someone if I needed to using right, that? Or right. if someone was trying to kill me, like a predictor role, how would I stop that, right? right? And so the idea here is that you can uh, place yourself in every one of these roles and sort of go, is the system good, bad, indifferent for that for this particular uh-huh. exactly role? Right. Um, and then you can also use that, I think, uh, on the flip side of like, 
you know, is what um, what roles does this system tend to cater uh, to, cater to yeah. or attract? Mm-hmm. Exactly or, right. Or exactly right. Yeah. And and understand so. that, like you know, if we're trying to make gross statements about a system is good or a system is bad, you have to include the actors that that system is for. Correct. So it's really easy to look at something like uh, Wushu or something that's like. It's artistic. That's its goal. It's supposed to look like the external form of other martial arts and like be pretty to watch and enjoyable and look cool and neat. And you could easily say, well, that's shit, but not for someone who's an artist. It's an ideal system for that kind of person, right? right? If you're a competitor and you want to compete and look good at doing that, then that's a great system for that kind of competitor. So like there's all kinds of ways to look at things. And before you can make a judgment on something, you would have to say it's good for none of those six. None of those six are interested in that. Then it's really a shitty, shitty thing. Um, So do we want to start with – so there's a bunch of different ways we could – start hacking away at this one way the way that pops into my mind clearest is start with um destroyers or you know start with one of them and Uh just work our way through all of them and say you know i am a destroyer is aikido going to be good for me Uh you know yeah Um, yeah if that works then we can do it that way if there's a if you guys have a better idea i think that's good yeah yeah let's work through the um internal motivations first because i think we'll see more interesting things when we get to the external maybe i'm wrong but i think i think we will and so let's start with internal motivation so these are actors who their interest is in their self-development through the practice of this thing right whether they be a competitor or a scholar or an artist they want to use this system aikido is what we're talking about now um to do to express and explore those things right right um so for competitors Okay, if you want to compete compete in uh, Shotokan Aikido, I think that's totally legit, right? Yeah, that makes perfect yeah, yeah. sense. Understand though, that is a specific system of Aikido that you are choosing to compete in that specific system. Now, if you want Aikido to translate to mixed martial arts or Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or submission wrestling or Sambo or Judo or whatever, right? Probably not right. in any way a good choice. Right. Yeah, it seems to me that a lot of the um competitor type people that I that I interact with or people that seem to be motivated by um, trying to win competition um, seem generally dissatisfied with the the time that they've spent or the things that they've learned in Aikido or they seem like they've got like it's like it's kind of a pipe dream like the the they mostly don't do Aikido, but they hope that the little Aikido sure. they have done or the pieces that they have held on to, they hope to be able to utilize them in competition. One day. Uh, one, yeah, right. Exactly. One great. day I'll hit the Sankyo in right. the MMA match. Um, but it seems mostly like um, there's a level of dissatisfaction for that group of people and Aikido. Right. Right. I think it's absolutely uh, right. And looking at this, I think like if you if thinking about the the system in general and, and and how it is generally designed in a lot of schools or in a lot of like ways, uh, competition isn't necessarily like anything that's really thought of. So a aside from what you were uh, what we already said, there's not like a built-in competitive system mm-hmm. in Aikido. Mm-hmm. Um, in a lot of schools, there are essentially like there are there's a ranking system but there's white belt black belt mm-hmm. right you know mm-hmm. there, there's not like a a the there's not the incentive drive of oh i'm gonna get this belt or right I'm gonna right get this right, belt. right there's yeah. q ranking and stuff right but not 
you know, it's. I mean, in a lot of traditional schools, the Q ranking super underplayed because it's like you wear a white belt right. until you wear a black, a black belt. belt. I mean, that's right. the that's the 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 way and I went. So, like the the competitive, there there isn't necessarily that that competitive nature of like, ooh, I'm gonna get my uh, whatever before the next guy, or right. you know, I have to show that I know, you know, um, you yeah. really are driving. And so, in that regard. Um, it, it's less about the competition to get the black belt and more about one of our other right. actor categories. Right, possibly. right, 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 right. Yeah. And I think, um, I think, and I think you wish you said this and, and, and there's a lot of criticism of this, but, but basically Aikido is not about competition. And I think the realization that he had, and I'm speaking just of my own view on Aikido here, and there are lots of possible valid views, but for my view, it's like, I, you wish said kind of that like competition is the antithesis of this, concept of Aiki, which is to make an accord. So Mm -hmm. we don't want to compete. Now, there's good criticism that come from people that have competed, like, and I understand this criticism really well because I've competed, but there's growth to be had through competition. So competition is a way to help grow your system. Not not like in people to come through the door, but for you to better at your system, competition's a way to do that. Stress testing. Yes, exactly right. Um, And so I think that's really good. And and to me, I do think there is room for that. But to understand that the competition isn't actually competition, it's training. It's like weight resistance, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like like resistance training, right? Mm -hmm. So... And I think it, I think this is a really important thing. What you're saying is like distinguishing like the value that competing might bring to a person or to a system is different than being driven for by a need for a competition, right, which is what exactly we're talking right. about when we're talking about the actor, like a, a very competitive type person, uh, or you know, an actor. However, we're wanting to say that right now, like that kind of person, if that is their primary lens, like they are external, like validated motivated by the need to win to gain accolades to get the high the next belt Mm -hmm. like that is their motivation right and those people aren't i feel like those people aren't gonna get their needs met in aikido no yeah they Um, they might for a while but in the long term well and and in fact i think it it will play against their training because a lot of times i think some of the like bad training that we see where where you know you get ukes who try to stop techniques from happening Mm -hmm. that comes from that place of i want to be the winner or i'm i'm testing them in a you know specific way um and so that kind of actually goes against the training at least the way that we the system has traditionally been set up to, to be trained so right um yeah, and and I think I personally think that like competitors are probably going to find the least satisfaction of all the actors mm-hmm. in um, Aikido. Maybe destroyers actually. We'll get to that in a second. But competitors are pretty low yeah. on the being satisfied with Aikido. Just to add one little piece to that, like I think one of the reasons they're going to be so unsatisfied is even if they're getting the validation of like I'm climbing the ranks fast. You know, maybe they are doing Shotokan Aikido, like they are competing. So like they're getting that piece like i think that competitors are the kind the kind of people that we're looking at with that are people that care about the opinion of the world mm-hmm. they care about what people think of them mm-hmm. and want to gain regard mm-hmm. 
and Aikido is not in great regard right now. Oh, yeah. And then, so I yes, think, like, that is another huge right. piece of it is even if you're getting, like, oh, I'm getting my belt, like, you you start to realize if you're that kind of person. Like, and people don't really think that well right. of Aikido. I have a black belt, but right. Right. everyone's saying, everyone's yeah, shitting all over me. it's not worth anything because right. what can you do with it or whatever. Yeah. So I think that that tends to happen to those kind of people where they may spend some time and then go, like, actually, I'm not getting the regard, the, like, accolade, the um, people are not impressed by what I'm doing. And so I need to move on to something else that is more impressive. Right. Um, right. So. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to, um, let's go to scholars next. Yeah. 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 Um, I think scholars, there's a, a ton of satisfaction yeah. to be found in it, Well, it's deep with scholars. Sure. Yes. You know, yes. I mean, yes. that's, I would say that's probably where the majority of, you know, the people kind of fall in the ones scholars I, and, and artists i think are probably the two biggest yeah um and there's a lot of people who just they want to know about the history and they want to and, and and even the training is reflecting reflective of that idea they want to train it as whoever trained it in right, whatever year right, that's right. the the techniques they want you know right yeah. i mean i would say the lens that i look at aikido through the most is the scholars lens um and I have worn a lot of the other hats because I wanted to learn so much what it was. And so it's like, I need to go compete in things so I can understand it from that angle, right. you know. But but to me, it's always like this constant drive of like, how the fuck does that work? Right, right. What is intriguing about that to people? What's intriguing to me about that, you know? It's interesting. So what's interesting is when we're, we're talking about scholars and, and sort of what I – picture in my mind and hits me in my mind are historians mm -hmm. um, and what you're talking about is something different um, more relevant and important I think uh, if we're talking about expanding or growing the martial art mm -hmm. or you know whatever um, which is like an understanding of how it actually works and take it apart I'm not sure how we a lot of people are in that space um, how well we're doing with that is the yeah. The, the I mean, not, I mean, you know, and when I say scholar, I mean that word might not be the best choice, but like it's not necessarily academic. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. It, but it's just a a, a quest for understanding right. of something, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I think a whole lot of people are like, "Whoa, there was this mystical little tiny five foot tall guy who, like, you know, apparently threw people across the room and could disappear and shit." It's like, how did that work? You know, like, right. what was he doing? And and even from the point of like, you know, not not even maybe if you don't even believe it, how did he convince people right. that he could do even that? If what it was, what, a what trick, was he doing? What was the right. Trick? What was the like, trick? Exactly know. right. I think Aikido has such a mystical and like delicious premise. Yes. Both like in the what people believe about Aikido now and like the history of Aikido that like it, it just I mean this is why it's such a fruitful ground for this kind of actor is like there's just so much if you want to spend time in history oh, if yeah. you want to look at it culturally oh, yeah. if you want to look at it as a problem to be solved like like Chris looks at it like how do we make it work like those are all there's so much to be looked at. Yeah. I mean, as evidenced by this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and as evidenced by a, a lot of other yep. uh, prominent Aikido things. Aikido sure. Journal, I think, is oh, yeah. built uh, from the scholarly um, lens. Um, yeah. And it's it's know. funny because I think I think now it's, it's definitely in transition since Josh Gold took it over. Like, it originally was much more a historical work sure. where it's like, what historically happened with Stan Prannon? And I think now Josh Gold's kind of taking it more in a direction that's like, hey, how does it work? What what can we find out about other things? But it's always been scholarly. Yeah. Right, yeah. 
And so, yeah, I definitely think that this is where we see a big piece of the actors. You know, the right. majority of the, the actors coming in, this is kind of where they, they live. Right, yeah. And I think the, the other one would be artists, artists for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and artists, I mean, like, I think – so I personally don't feel this way, actually, um, very much. Now, I like a good aesthetic. I mean, come come look at, at our house, and, mm-hmm. and it, it, I, <laughs> I like the way things look. But nonetheless, like, I am not attached to that for my martial arts. But I think to so many people, like the fact that we do pretty high falls yeah. in Hakamas yeah. and have a awesome-looking dojo that has this aesthetic of, like, serene Japanese tranquility or whatever, I think that is the big motivator. I mean, I've had people who's trained for years tell me that the whole reason they want to do Aikido is just to come sit in the dojo. Right, because it's a calming place yeah, it seems or whatever. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. And, and, like, that's that kind of thing they want to explore. Now, it's, it's a little more internal than we normally think of artists, but to me, anytime you're, like... Um, exploring, expressing, or developing your humanness like yeah. that. W- what about this room makes me feel good? Right. That's artist. Artistic, well, and I, you know? I think even the system itself as it's designed because it is a movement-based system is very artistic. Yeah. Like, you know, so a lot of people say that it's like dance. Well, sure. yeah, it is. And that's for I've me like – tons of dancers. That's for me what I feel. It's like I enjoy the being able to go and, and do the movements and be able to use my body to uh-huh. sort of express that martial thing into another person. Yeah. Have it ex- like into me. Um, so like when I'm talking about the artistry, again – I'm not – the aesthetic is cool. I like it. But that's less important to me than the other parts of it, which is like what's the what's the, what's the flow feel like? Right, what's the right. – um, yeah. you know. Yeah. I think too like I guess this would also fall under artists would be like wanting to explore human relationships and sure. like – how how is it to come on the mat with a bunch of people that you don't know and like especially that first leap that new people take and like or you know on the opposite end how is it to be a person who is you know a a higher ranked person a uh you know budding sensei as in my case like how is that to what it's funny i think your scholar is showing uh (laughs) as you're talking about this because you're like how is it to be a person who like you know it's it's becoming this like intellectual like what is that like and that's my first lens for sure um but like i do like like learning how to interact with people and getting to have relationships and um interact with students and you know meet new people and make friends and you know that I don't know if that falls under artist, but that to me, well, like that expression I, of human relationship. I feel like that what you're talking about, those relationships are directly correlated to the way that we train on the mat. Right. Yeah. Right. And so it's like you get that direct loop feedback of like we are in a relationship as we're doing this the whole time. Um, and that is true in every martial art, but I don't think like the the emphasis doesn't get felt in nearly the same way. Because in this, we really are looking at the interaction, the harmonious interaction. How can we be together as one right. in this? Right, you know. right. Yeah. yeah. How so, can we peacefully coexist in the same space? Because that shouldn't be possible, right? Like, Right. So for um, the, the internal motivations, I mean, I think 
not that great for competitors unless you want to compete in a competitive style of Aikido. Then, of course, that makes sense. But other than that, like, you're not going to get much out of Aikido, and you're going to think Aikido is dumb if you're a competitor. And and rightfully so, because you see everything through the lens of com competition. Aikido doesn't have much. In fact, the, the founder said it wasn't about that. Then you have uh, scholars and artists, and I think it's ripe for those be, kind of yeah. people, right? So if you want to think about how shit works, like there's a lot of mess in Aikido, come on in, let's get to work. Because, um, <laughs> yeah, you can go as uh, deep, as wide, oh, as yeah. niche. Uh, yep, that is exactly you can, right. You uh, can get into every single tiny little detail, as you know, so there's a it is vast and, for, and art, for that artistically mindset. aikido has its own look and i mean i think for some people that looks becoming dated um but nonetheless like it has a look it has an aesthetic that's it like you know when you see aikido you can tell it's not karate right like you can tell it's not judo you can tell you can, it's aikido right um and that's an aesthetic and and if you like that you like that right then let's so let's look at the externals and let's start with the destroyer um because this probably has the the least interest in aikido yeah. less than than any of them because aikido is absolutely just not about destroying what are you people. talking about aikido <laughs> is deadly yeah, deadly totally deadly, deadly. deadly techniques brain yeah. stem. hit on the brainstem yeah, yeah. I don't and care uh, you competitors are. artists and scholars like to say that shit but uh -huh. they're wrong right. like uh, and if if you talk to a true destroyer i'm be they would be like oh, there's there's nothing there they to would, destroy yeah. people right like um and we do use weapons and things so you could argue that like oh well but but we're not using weapons for that bend like they're they're we're using them in a defensive way um and so like there's just there's nothing here for destroyers right, just, yeah and that's like not i think it we it should be pointed out that like that's not a judgment that we're no. making that we are making that it is actually built into the art itself exactly. if, if you delve into it at all if you look at the techniques if you if you go to those other to the system you know and the you will see that there's just it, there's not it's not there for us right yeah right yeah and i mean i i'd also maybe make the argument that very few martial arts systems are well, really for right. destroyers right. destroyers are a special niche and like they're like a niche that people are really polarized by like really like to look at and go oh my god but like most martial arts really aren't get all good for destroyers um and aikido certainly not not even in in the ballpark right. in, yeah in, i mean yeah i think what you're saying anything practiced like by hobbyists in the regular people world is probably not the best and most expedient way to get the information that you would need as a destroyer yeah and so like it's well, not and the information in Aikido, especially like yeah, how exactly. important is that to you? <laughs> you right. know, like, yeah, I, I watched a video the other day and I, I just it cracked me up because it's like how differently people think. And um, it was this guy. He's getting a lot of note for himself. He says he's an ex-CIA agent. I don't know. I don't even know if anyone can prove those kinds of things <laughs> unless you like were a real high up muckety muck. But anyways, this is what he says about himself. And he's been on a bunch of talk shows and stuff. And he said um, his number one improvised weapon was uh, a bolt on a string and it's like look dude it's a great idea like you know you put a put a, a rock in a sock right or yeah. a whatever i mean this this kind of idea is a, a great idea to to literally just break something really quick yeah. but it's like 
for people who think that they want to like be destroyers or something, they don't think on those lines. They think like, well, I need a special knife made of glass right, 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 right. that gets in the, you know, it's like, cause they're stuck to the aesthetic of a knife and like it gets through, you know, the, the radar. And like, this guy's like, uh, put a bolt on something that you have and then carry a string, like, right. take your shoelace out, you know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And it's like his thought, his thought process is really simple. I need to break someone's head really quick. How would I do that? Right, right. This is the way I could do I that. Right? And, and in the situations special... where I don't have a, a real good weapon, right. I'm going to need to improvise, actually improvise, and right. not have some something that lands yeah. in between that I have spectrum. a shoelace, right. I pick up a screw off the ground. Right. right. Or a rock. Yeah. Or a, right. yeah. And I mean, you know, who cares about the idea? But I just thought yeah. it's just funny to see that different line of thinking. Right. Whereas, like, you know, if you ask that question, like, what's a good improvised weapon on, like, a forum full of, like, scholars and martial and art, art yeah martial art people they would like come up with crazy fucking ideas like telescoping canes or something like it's like what the fuck like that's a dumb thing yeah. like anyways um but anyway so destroyers really there's nothing here yeah i mean yeah I, no, yeah. yeah okay so let's look at enforcers and i think enforcers are a real interesting category to look at because there is a lot of material found inside of aikido that's great for enforcers. Mm -hmm. I think some of the philosophy of Aikido could be fantastic for enforcers, but I think they kind of look at it all in a wonky way mm -hmm. um, because of uh, their enforcer brain and the way it works, right? So, you know, like I think things like um, a lot of the the pain compliance stuff you can find in Aikido, like Yonkyos and Sankyos and Nikyos and stuff like that, um, those are great for enforcers because they can use them to get someone to 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 pain compliance right, you right. know and generally i tell people i don't think pain compliance is a good idea in law enforcement situations they're great ideas right, because, because you're in mass right you're usually bigger better trained and more able than the person you're dealing with you know you have another kind of power on your side that's right, right. that's which right is, yeah. which is the, the badge whatever that badge is your your, your other co-workers who are right. going to come Eleven help you other officers that right show yep. up. yeah your your car or your all the other weapons yeah. right yeah. yeah like so uh so i mean i think for that like pain compliance is really good in that kind of occupation um and you're you're shocking someone into remembering that you're naturally you're in power control. over right, them right. anyway that's right. that's right and you don't really actually want to cause injury to no. them you might want to cause them some pain so they listen up but you don't want to injure them that's paperwork fuck that right um Right. Yeah, and it's so, the equivalent of the teacher clapping her hands in front of the class and saying, "Everyone, listen up! Otherwise, right. we're gonna stay in for lunch." Or right, whatever, right, you know? exactly, like, right, exactly, right. And so, like, I think there's a lot of material in Aikido that's awesome for enforcers, I, and I think parts of the philosophy, which is kind of like, look, the real goal is to make an accord. So, if I am a mall security guy and some kids are skateboarding, now I could go over and try and be badass uh, pretend cop guy and go like, you fucking kids, I bust you, blah, right, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. But that's not going to create an accord. Or I can go out and go, hey, look, guys, I get paid shit. Um, could you guys just go over here? This right. is a good spot. No one will bother me if right. you do that. It'll be cool. Otherwise, I'm going to have to call the cops and they're going to come be dicks to you. You know, like that is that using the philosophy of how do you make an accord with people could be very useful to enforcement jobs. Um, and I think probably really good enforcers do use that philosophy right. a lot. They're using a wide set of techniques, including like people skills and stuff That's to exactly handle right. problems. But I think most enforcers wouldn't think of that philosophical side. Even if they use it, they wouldn't think that right, way. They right. would think like, well, I use the techniques because that's what that's right. what this tool does. Right. It, it enforces things physically on people. Right, right. right. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say like, 
uh, it depends on the type of enforcing enforcement that you're doing. Right. You know, what are you enforcing? Um, and how, uh, depending on what you're enforcing, there may or may not, it may or may not have to go deeper than what Aikido would prescribe. You know, you may have to put someone in. The, I mean, this is what we see with police officers all the time. Like, in order to enforce, they sometimes have to kill you. Right. Um, which bring, it goes to the sort of destroyer, into the destroyer category. But Right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think there's a lot of a lot of awesome stuff for enforcers. I think that's why a lot of corrections officers and police officers, I don't know how many I've met over the years of, of doing Aikido, tons. Um, I think it's great. I think it's yeah. a great system. I think there's lots of tools you'll find. Like a lot of the pinning stuff could be used in uh, rest stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Koga, a police officer, Aikido instructor, um, created a whole system based on Aikido and police work and how they go together. And yeah. so I think there's a lot of great material. I honestly think, though, most of the physical stuff that they find actually would probably be better informed by traditional jujitsu. Yeah, I think it would yeah, actually yeah, yeah, be yeah. better than most of the Aikido stuff, although Aikido kind of does that. But I do think the philosophy of how to create an accord, and you see this in like officers like the verbal judo. I think that guy was an officer. Like, you know, people who are using this, like, how do I de escalate situations? That is a lot of the Aikido mindset also. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think most people who do Aikido who are enforcers, they don't think of that first and foremost. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's there's some out there who who really think about that first and foremost. But anyways, I think there's cool stuff in there for enforcers. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, yeah, totally. I mean, agree. And, you know, we I think the point that you made about jujitsu is an important uh, piece because it's like the the techniques that you see are overlapped techniques right so like um so you could go like oh well this is in aikido but it's like yeah but it's also in judo so what are you right now we have to look at the other two pieces to determine where we're at for you and this this what you're trying to get out of it yeah uh okay so let's look at protectors and for me as mostly a scholar where the rubber hits the road is protectors. Like that's where I really feel like the traction is to be made. And and that's because of my own lenses, of course. But like to me, it, there's always got to be a practical side to things. And the practical side of Aikido is about being a protector. Now, that's a silly thing to say because uh, honestly, practical is whatever it is that works for you in your life. Sure. If being an artist works for you in your life, then being an artist yeah. is. If being a scholar, whatever. And like I pay the bills through my scholarly endeavors, not through my – you know, protecting endeavors. I'm not, I'm not getting hired as a bodyguard somewhere or something. But I do think that like when you want to talk about reality and how that really plays out, I think that's what Aikido as a system is designed for. So if we, if we said, you know, you can only be one kind of thing, what's the system for the system I think would be for protectors as far as systematically Mm -hmm, goes. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that makes sense. It's interesting because I think if you look at like a lot of if you break down the like techniques and things um you look at something like ukimi you can quickly see that like what is that designed for even the awesome cool high falls what is that designed for well it's designed to protect me from getting my you know from getting thrown to either thrown in a weird way that's going to hurt me or like whatever it's a simple thing like I don't want my head to hit the ground so I roll I don't want to break so so even something as simple as like the ukimi, the the you know beautiful stuff or whatever, uh-huh. really, what is it designed for? Well, it's designed for that for 
to protect myself from the situation that I'm in. Right. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think Aikido is just full of that stuff. And I think because we as martial artists tend to interpret martial arts systems through movies, we can't <laughs> see we can't see that. We can't see that like being further away from someone is safer than, than being, being close right, to right. someone. Although everyone instinctively knows that when situations get bad, I want to move yeah, away no, from okay, the situation. Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows that. And yet I, I guarantee you if I argue if I talked about that with martial artists, a lot of them would go, it's actually much closer to get to or it's much safer to get closer to someone. Right, right. It's like it's safer to get close <laughs> to that gorilla right, right. who's gonna fucking <laughs> crush me with his pinky. Like that's safer. Rip I, I, my face off. Doesn't right. feel right. safer. Right. Please explain to me. Well, because see, then you could use your skill. No. Oh, but actually, he's a black belt in jujitsu. Right. That motherfucker, this big guy over here, oh, he's that, that gorilla, a gorilla. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> like actually a gorilla, a literally a gorilla. gorilla. Yeah. Right. So yeah, exactly right. Try yeah. to wrestle. Yeah, try that. do jujitsu on a gorilla. <laughs> Good luck. Um, but 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 it's like that because we interpret it through movies and we think that the 150 pound actor always beats up big dudes like and they've got sweet tricks and they do all that. that's what we're getting but it's like no the basic idea is stay fucking far away yeah. from them and then uh, settle your things like a human and talk to the person and 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 get that chilled out right and like that's what i i mean this is my own bend but that to me is the real rubber of the road is like aikido is about making accords because accords are safe mm -hmm. and so if you want to protect other people or yourself make an accord with someone that is the safest way to do right, that right yeah i think people really heavily and this is of course i think plays into um wanting more out of life than just survival which i think is very fair like people read the protector lens more as i want to protect others um but i think protecting yourself is a a, a very respectable and um important endeavor mm -hmm. um and i think people shy away from talking about self-protection other than like when when talking about like carrying a, a gun or something right, i feel like right. when people talk about self-protection so, they only talk about like i'm gonna carry a gun for self-protection but what's right. really like, interesting and i was talking with chris about this the other day that like i think people don't understand even what self-protection means and, and how <laughs> it works because so i i was saw this video some tiktok or something about this a uh, woman, it was some group, and they were. T she was trying to make the case that we need to have uh, AR-15s for personal protection. And her thing was like, well, how can I defend myself and my family if two people with AR-15s break into my house if I don't have my own AR-15? So you're talking about some kind of like paramilitary engagement and, and then, so the answer is like security systems right, right. gates um or, animals or the answer is you don't like you just don't right and that's you because you, somewhere along the way you made a, a mistake right 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 that right, allowed right. that allowed that to happen um or it's just you know bad luck that they whatever but but you don't and so when people say stuff like i think that people think that there is that that final answer of like, well, if I just know this, if I know Aikido, then I will be able to, or, you know, or whatever, insert whatever, right. uh, protect myself against all onslaught, all comers. Mm -hmm. And that's not really the case. Now, I would argue that Aikido does give you a better opportunity for that because of the things that you just said. What's the safest way to uh, resolve conflict? Well, make an accord. Yep. 
you know. I mean, it, it's funny when people say stuff like that because, like, what that person is. So I need an AR-15 because two people with AR – one person with AR-15, like, that's, <laughs> that's not enough. But, <laughs> not... <laughs> but two people with AR-15s come into this this person's house and, and assault her, and she needs, she needs that weapon. She's looking at everything through a competitor's lens, and a competitor is definitely not a protector. Right, competitors right, very right, far right. from a from a. So she thinks through my superior AR-15 training, I will be able to shoot two fools who come in with AR-15s. I'll take them right out, right? And it's like, well, as a protector, if that really is what you're concerned about, it's like, well, I'd build a really high wall, right? Um, and I'd build a double wall so there's a, a barrier in between. They got to go over and then over again. I'd put some canines in that. You know, like I would build there's a, a fortress. Right, right, right. Is what I would build. Like that's and that's what you do if you're thinking like that. Like, right. how do I actually secure my location? Not how do I fight with someone in my living room with an AR-15? That's inherently dangerous. That's I've messed up many times right, if right, I'm fighting right, in my right. living room with two people with AR-15s. And so, like, that's a competitor trying to use their lens to think of how protecting works. And it's right. like, mm, that's not how protecting works. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we see that. I, I think that's what we see a lot. And that's why you get, like, all these, you know, people who think that uh, a Aikido isn't good at uh, self-defense or other martial arts might be better at self-defense because of what you're talking about. It's like, yeah, but you're looking at it from a competitor's lens sure. or from a, a different a different lens sure i mean you know this question's all over and i love to listen to answers like people always ask what's the best martial art for self-defense and it's it's such a funny question because it's like where are you defending right. yourself also o over yeah, wh what right, what what is the defense because right. like you're just asking the broadest question in the world and so like they're not though what they're asking is if one other person wants to beat me what's the stuff i can learn to beat right. them right. and that's a competitor and so you're not asking about self-defense. You're asking about competition. So what's the best martial arts for competition? Then you could ask what kind of competition. Oh, one-on-one -on -one competition. Okay. Right, right. Um, MMA. The end. Right. Done. <laughs> the done. We figured that out a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. Like, but but when you want to, like, ask about self-defense, you're having to ask about a lot more. And, and, and I think most people don't have the lens to adapt mm -hmm, to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, people who are really into um, – uh, protecting themselves and that was the number one and they're worried about people two people with ar-15s coming i wouldn't be at the location they arrived at right 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 I, I would i would fake going to that house and then i would go sleep in my real house that's secure right and then those people would go into an empty house and that's what uh you know in the video that's sort of what the person was trying to say, say was like well you just you you leave yeah like you that's, know you that's leave. real good that's the end because you go well what do i do well you you leave there's you know right um but that anyway so, yes, I think Aikido for the self-defense part of it is uh, really useful. Yeah, I, and, and, and that's where I wish we would put more work yeah, into. Yeah. But the problem is we can't even see what protection is. It, we have a hard time seeing what protection is. Because of all of these preconceived notions yes. and ideas about what – and, I mean, I think you said this already, but because of movies and TV and because we live mostly safe lives yep. – like in the situation where Josh is describing, what she's saying is, I want to protect, you know, my children in my house when those people come in with their AR-15s and then I'll shoot them. But what she's really saying is, 
also want to protect my house because I don't want to leave it. I don't want to, you know, like there are other answers that are available to you, but you've already crossed those off the list. That's right. Because you've decided that not only do you want to protect yourself and your children, but also you don't want to leave your house and you don't want to uh, call for assistance and, and, and you don't and want to moving, change your house. That's and you, moving a little bit to like the enforcer of like enforcing societal right. norms. Right, well, exactly. What happens is you you end up like, so if you're, you're protected, so if self-defense, Defense means anything that you see as self. That even means an idea, sure, right? Nice. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I mean, and yeah. do you want to die for every idea you have, right? That's so, like, if someone says mochas are shitty coffee drinks, uh, is it time to bust out your <laughs> AR-15 right? right now? Now, that sounds silly, but that is where we're headed. Where eventually, I can't make any accords. That's the opposite of making accords. Right. I'm so brittle that like anything will drive me to violence, and like you just can't live your life that way. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you see protesters walking down your street, is that an assault on your because they're walking by your property? Does that right. become right. an right. offense right. to yourself? Some people think so. I'm offended, and so right. thus I must offend myself. <laughs> now I've got to kill people. Yeah. And you, I think you kind of get, and this is why I think a lot of people look at it through a competitor's lens, is because at a certain point we get into like pride. I'm defending my pride. Right. I don't want yes. to admit that you're a strong person and you could beat me up right now. So I want to go learn jujitsu for 20 years so I can I can beat you with it, right? Like because I'm defending my pride now. And I guess we could make a good argument that like that is part of self defense. Yeah, yeah. But I think if yourself is uh, the ego, <laughs> right, right, exactly right. But but I think it, real self defense boils down a little deeper than that. I mean, yeah. I think talking about like looking at the hierarchy of needs, right. you know, hierarchy, yeah. like <laughs> your ego is up the hierarchy, exactly right? right? And the like top. we need to define self-defense as literal survival. That's exactly right. <laughs> of yourself and your loved ones. If you're one of my patrons, there's a chart coming out comparing Ooh. Maslow's hierarchy to needs to Christopher Hines' hierarchies of self-defense. Oh, nice. I'm very excited I love to that. see that. A little uh, self-promotion there. Self-promotion. <laughs> Um, okay, so that's that's them, right? That's all of the actors mm-hmm. we've sort of been through. Uh, for recap, let's uh, uh, scholars, actors, scholars, scholars artists, artists, scholars, artists. Sorry, scholars, artists, self Pro- self defense protectors. Yeah, protectors, yeah, yeah, protectors, and then some for enforcement. Um, specialized competition, maybe, but generally not. Um, sucky for destroyers. Yeah. And I think this is very helpful, I, w- I would think, for people to, to – to, if they're like, oh, man, I – you know, Aikido is something that I've seen. Am I interested in it even? To look at those, well, are you one of – you know, what is your lens? Is, is scholar, artist, uh, protector, is that your lens? If not, maybe you should look at something else. Yeah, yeah. You're probably gonna and have a better time. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's right, just right. it. Like, it's not like right. not like, hey, go there because right. you suck. But there's like, no, right, right. you're just not gonna have there's much no fun. Judgment. There's not a lot yeah, of good yeah, stuff. You just like, aren't gonna get the most out of it that you could. Aikido's yeah. sucky for you. It's not that you're sucky for Aikido. Right. 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 Yeah. Okay. Right, yeah. All right. We're at 46 minutes, so I think. Hey, we're that's in, really uh, good. good. So next time we will uh, talk about system. Yeah, because contact. Okay, so system. So we'll actually. Start breaking down the system. Yeah, system like Ooh, I'm very excited. Breaking down the system. Every day. <laughs> every week. Every here every on. Minute. I can't, well, well, I every mean, minute. Yeah. Breaking this. Um, 
let's do all of the stuff that we do at the end of the podcast then. Okay. Yeah. I guess that's let's do it. It's time for that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, thank you so much to our patrons. You guys make it possible for us to keep doing this podcast. We love you very much. Mm. Uh, thank you so much to Adam Crafter, Robert Aducci, Kwang Ding Tien, Jim Sullivan, Spain Abney, Logan, I'm new here, Heinrichs. No, you're not. Uh, no. Adam Nicholson, Matt Whalen, the Dirt Wasp podcast, Atemi Chris, the lightweight champion of Heavy Touching, uh, Brad V, Brooke Ferragamo, Ben Aikido Arborist Aldrich, <laughs> Tommy Siv, Francis Cordone, Never Satisfied, Endlessly Curious, Recklessly Optimistic, Dilettante Taskmaster, uh, Dave Dewberry, Sam Sulian, Okan Ayrton, Hillary Jones, Constantinos Andrew, Fran, Sometimes I Pay Attention, Martinson, Brian Crowley, Lisa Klein, Lisa Klein, Sharon Okada, Matt Mumford, and Graham, Grant Templin. All right. And then we have our... Uh... What is there a name for the dojo list? Dojo, the dojo uh, list. Yeah, plugs. I don't know. Whatever we're calling we it. Find a good name. Shout outs. Yeah, whatever. there you go. Shout outs. Um, so we did some of these last time, but I'm just gonna run back over them real quick because you guys should check out these dojos if yeah. you're in the vicinity. Check them out. Um, check them out. Everybody, everybody loves to visit a new dojo. Um, so check out Wolf Moon Dojo in uh, the Inland Empire. Uh, they also have classes at UC Riverside. Ascension uh, Center in Goleta, California, and that's David Valdez Sensei. Um, let's see. New Haven Aikido, that's the Fire Horse Dojo. Uh, that's Lisa. Firehouse. I think it's Fire Horse. Is it Fire Horse? I saw it the other day. I think oh, it's Fire Horse. Oh, maybe I read bad. Um, that, that's okay. Horse uh, and house, that's a, I mean, I'm, yeah. that's a, especially. I, with, very different vibe though. Fire when, Horse. For, when, well, see, it's funny. I thought maybe they had an old, them. an old firehouse as yeah. their dojo. Oh. And that's what I thought. But yeah, yeah maybe I don't know what Fire I'm Horse about. sounds kind of cool. Like, fire Horse is very cool. Yeah. Like a Pegasus. Yeah. I would think Flaming Pegasus. Pegasus is the, with the wings, right? Yeah. Yeah. Unicorn. I don't know. Fire Horse. Fire Horse sounds hot. Firehorse, it's it's giving magical creature. I yeah. love it. Um, and this, so that's Lisa Klein's dojo in New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, we have Shotokan Dojo um, in Beverly, Massachusetts. Um, that's Matt Whalen's dojo. Uh, Aikido of Reno. That's Vince Salvatore Sensei, um, sent to us by Adam. And then we also have Kristen Castaneda's dojo um, in Vancouver, Canada. Is it UBC Sambo? Is that what you wrote here? Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> So check out, if you're in Vancouver, Canada, check out, uh, yeah, their Instagram is UBC Sambo. So. And then if you are someone who is listening to this right now and you're like, but what about, like, I have a dojo that I go to that everyone should know about. Let us know. Let us know because we will give it a shout out at the end of the episode. This is sort of what's replacing the tip uh, of the week. Tip of the week. Because that was a slog to get through yeah, sometimes. sorry about sometimes that it was sometimes um, they're good ones sometimes they were hard well this down. is better because like we can shout out you guys and it is yeah. true and it helps can get to connected build, with right, each other it helps to build that community which is uh something that's yeah. Uh, needed yeah it makes me excited to read these off so yeah. uh send me some more so i have more to read that's right eventually it's yeah. just gonna be the uh whole uh, podcast yeah. the episode will just be reading People will be just tuning, 10 seconds, skip, in, skip, skip, tuning in to hear. It's like a, a video version of the Yellow Pages. That's right. Thank God. A for Aikido. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's be done.